When Jesus was here on earth, he faced trials and difficult circumstances. As one of his followers, you may face difficulty as well. But here's something you need to remember. If you're a Christian, any suffering or difficulty you face is limited to this world. In contrast, a terrible, eternal judgment awaits those who reject Christ. Jesus himself gives us all fair warning. Stephen's lesson today is called Settling Your Debt with God. There's an oft-repeated legend in Christian circles, and I think the word legend is appropriate, but uh, the principle is, is definitely true. It's a legend that Satan called a council of demons to determine the best strategy for keeping people from believing the truth of the gospel. And uh, one group of demons presented their case that uh, what they would do is deceive people into believing the gospel wasn't true. And Satan said, well, that'll certainly work among many people, and it, and it certainly has. Another group of demons disagreed and said that what they would do is tell people that Christianity is true, but other religions are equally true. Now, even though Satan knew some people would figure out that many roads actually lead to many different gods, not the same god, he agreed that, that this approach would probably deceive many people as well. Well, finally, a third group of demons said, no, what we think will work universally among all of humanity is this. We'll plan to tell them that it's all true and that Jesus is the only way and that there's a real heaven, there's a real hell. Uh, They need to believe the gospel. We'll tell them all of that, but we will convince them that there's plenty of time. Satan said, that strategy will work best of all. You know, I find it interesting that as the Lord's ministry attracts more and more people, and the Gospel of Luke tells us that they're now following him by the thousands, the Lord often stops and warns them of the coming judgment of God. He's telling them that there really isn't much time at all. Well, with that, we're back in Luke chapter 12, and the Lord again stops and delivers a warning. In fact, this would have been a really shocking message to his audience. And I want to categorize his warning under four statements. First, Jesus is going to remind them of something that's been promised. He said to them here in verse 49, I came to cast fire on the earth and wood that it were already kindled. Now, Jesus is warning this massive audience of a coming firestorm of judgment, and he's claiming to be responsible for sending uh, this judgment. You know, people think that, that all Jesus ever did was teach the golden rule, you know, be nice to people. Well, what you just heard doesn't sound much like the golden rule to me. This opening phrase here, I came or I have come, is a technical term used to refer to the scope of his mission. Part of the mission of Jesus is to bring judgment upon the earth. See, this is the other side of Jesus the world out there doesn't want to hear about. They're not interested in hearing about judgment, which is why, you know, they're going to keep quoting the golden rule. Now, what's this fire here going to involve? 
Well, if you go over to uh, the Apostle Peter's letter in 2 Peter chapter 3, he writes in verse 5, Scoffers deliberately overlook this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God, and the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, that is the word of God, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Now, this fire of judgment hasn't been kindled yet. It's going to take place, according to Revelation chapter 20, at the end of the millennial kingdom. At that time, unbelievers from all of human history will be brought before what the Bible calls the great white throne. This is the throne of blazing purity, and this is where they're judged by God. Now, let me tell you, if your faith today is in Christ, you have nothing to worry about. This judgment isn't going to be for you at all. But Jesus is reminding his audience here of something that's been promised, and that is the coming fire of judgment. Now, secondly, Jesus informs them of something he wants to move past. Back here in Luke chapter 12, Jesus says here in verse 50, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. You know, this is an unusually transparent revelation of how the Lord is actually feeling as he draws closer to his crucifixion. In fact, Luke is the only gospel writer to include this transparent moment where Jesus talks about his emotions, his feelings. He's distressed over what it's going to mean when he's baptized, literally immersed in our sin. He's going to bear in his body all of our sin, 1 Peter 2, 24 says. He's going to have all of our iniquity placed upon him, Isaiah 53, verse 6 says. He's going to be saturated with the sins of the entire world, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2. In addition to all of that, he's going to be separated from fellowship with God the Father for the first and only time in all of eternity past as he suffers the eternal penalty for our sins, Matthew chapter 27. Now, Jesus wants to get past this event. By the way, this transparent admission from our Lord ought to destroy the false spirituality of Christians out there who think it's a sin to admit discouragement. Or, or distress with some ordeal they're facing. Beloved, uh, perhaps right now you're distressed to the breaking point. Well, guess what? Jesus knows exactly how you feel, and he wants to comfort you. He's your very present help in time of trouble, Psalm 46, verse 1. Now, thirdly, the Lord wants to warn them of something that will soon take place. The believers in this crowd here, in fact, are about to feel pressure like they've never felt before, and Jesus makes this clear here in verse 51. Do you think that I've come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. I think of the application of this verse in many countries today where it's illegal to convert to Christianity. In fact, family members will often conspire with the government to expose a new believer, which for the Christian amounts to a death sentence. Following Christ 
might not mean a death sentence for you, but it might mean your family's disapproval. So the Lord warns them of something that's been promised, judgment. He tells them about something he wants to move past, his crucifixion. And now he tells them something that's going to take place, family division. Now with that, the Lord rebukes them here for their failure with with something that's taking place in the present. Verse 54 says, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? In other words, you can tell that a a rainstorm is on the way, but you can't tell that judgment is on the way. Jesus then reminds them that it's it's much better to settle a debt out of court than to face the judge. In other words, you don't want to stand before the judge of the universe and face his judgment. You better settle out of court because when you stand before the judge in that eternal judgment, there's no appeals court. There's no pardon there at the great white throne. So Jesus is warning them to settle their debt of sin with God today. Well, how do you do that? Well, Jesus says back here in verse 50, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Now, the Greek word Jesus uses for accomplished means paid in full. This is a word used for a criminal who paid the penalty for his crimes. In fact, just before he died on the cross, Jesus used this term when he said, it's translated, it is finished, John 19, verse 30. That's the same Greek word he uses here for accomplished. In other words, Jesus is saying on the cross, I have fully paid the debt of sin. I've paid for your crimes. So you can now settle your debt out of court. That punishment for all your sins, all your crimes has been paid for by Jesus Christ. You'll never need to stand before him in judgment if you've stood before him in faith at that old rugged cross. Now, let me tell you, my friend, there's a storm coming, the storm of God's judgment against everyone who refuses his sacrifice on the cross. So what you want to do is settle with God, the judge, settle with him today, out of court, before it's eternally too late. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, the president of Wisdom International. You're listening to The Wisdom Journey, Stephen's teaching series through the entire Bible. You can learn more about us if you visit our website, which is wisdomonline.org. That site contains thousands of lessons and sermons that you can access free and on demand. Visit there today. Then join us back here next time to continue the wisdom journey.